Hello and welcome to Intentional Leadership, the podcast show that will help you break the barriers holding you back from the true life of significance you are meant to live. I'm your host, Janelle Bruland, and I invite you to join us as I share leadership lessons and specific strategies to transform your leadership, crush your goals, and love your life. Are you ready? Let's go. This is Janelle Bruland. Welcome to the Intentional Leadership Podcast. In my last podcast, I talked about how career burnout is becoming an epidemic. As leaders, we're all laboring under a lot more stress to perform, to respond to continuous communication, to be our best. Unfortunately, doing all of this at once is not possible without taking a toll on our health and mental well-being. Career burnout is real, and our health and well-being are critical to our long-term success. In order to be the best leaders we can be, we must manage our health as well as we can. Improving my health was a critical decision that kept me from career burnout. It forced me away from the overwork that was contributing to it, allowing me to focus on improving my health. When I identified this for myself, I decided to focus on three key areas to make a change, nutrition, exercise, and sleep. When I corrected these areas, I found that I had more energy and felt better overall. This then translated to both my personal and professional life and my performance as a leader improved, and it also created a positive example for my team. In today's podcast, we're going to talk about the first component to optimum health, the power of your energy with great nutrition. We've all heard drink plenty of water, and you probably had your parents say to you, eat your vegetables. But it's hard to do when we move at this breakneck speed every day. I had to learn to make the time to eat properly. My husband, Graham, really helped me out with this as he's the chef in our home. As a high-performance athlete, he's learned to be very disciplined with his nutrition. So guess what? I've asked him to join me on this podcast today. Graham, welcome. Hey, thanks for having me. High-performance athlete. What a compliment. Well, nutrition is foundational to good health, right? Yet as business leaders... We often don't pay attention to it. I know that I've often had the excuse of just being too busy to eat right. Graham, let's talk about this. Well, I think we all are so busy. We're chasing kids. We're chasing work. And, and if we go back to what Maslow started in, you know, way back in 1943 with his, uh, you know, the Maslow hierarchy of needs and the pyramid that he created. And, you know, we start with the psych physiological needs, the physiological needs, you know, basically we need shelter, we need sleep, we need food, water, clothing. And once we get that, then we can go out and seek other safety, security, jobs, you know, then we move up the ladder a little bit up that pyramid that he has to friendship, family, intimacy. And then we go to uh, the esteem, respect. And then at the top of it, we have the desire to be the most we can be. And often today, I think because we have water, air, food, shelter, we often just jump to friends and let's see what we can be and how much we can do and get done. And we just forget about the basics, the bottom of the food pyramid or bottom of his pyramid, which is just nutrition. I agree. I found in my work that the majority of leaders show little attention to their physical health and It's such an important foundation, but it's often neglected, and we jump to that upper level of the pyramid towards self-actualization, self-fulfillment, 
and we're not paying attention to the foundation. Yeah, I think that that remi- you know about. <sighs> That reminds me of when I was in banking, you know, back before I retired from banking, I didn't have energy and I was slow and I was sluggish. And so I would sit at my desk all day long and I would look at spreadsheets. And in the morning, I would take clients out to breakfast. I would take clients out to or prospects out to lunch and I was not watching what I was eating. And then I'd have to go to meetings or events at night. And chasing kids, I would just grab whatever was in front of me, and it was hard. It was hard, and I started to gain weight, get a little soft, and I wasn't focusing on my nutrition. And it was really paramount, or it really kind of showed up one day when my daughter, Maisha, was five, and she wanted to learn to ride her bike. So I took her to a local park, uh, Lake Padden, and they have a great trail that goes all the way around, and parts of it are flat, some are hilly. But it's super easy and, you know, it has soft landings for the kids when they're learning. So we went around the park and this is a park that, or trail that I've run around a lot as a kid. And I'm holding the back of her seat on her bike and I'm walking with her and then running and then I would let go and she would take off. And then she'd tumble and I'd go grab her, pick her up. And while we were doing this, her brother was like a dog just coming back and forth and off on his own and coming back. And, uh, one time I, I just, I finally said to her, Misha, I stop for a second. I can't, I have to catch my breath. And that's when I realized that I needed to change something. I needed to get in shape and I needed to eat properly. And so I made the decision that I needed healthy habits. I needed to make the choice and I did make the choice that, okay, what is it that I need to do to, you know, become a better person and have more energy. And so I first started with working out so that I could go around and hold her and help her with the bike. And then I also focused on the nutrition and what I was putting in my body. What was it that I was doing? And my motivation, because, you know, we all, we all have willpower for a day or two, especially me, you know, I can get in, I'll eat well, and then I'll see some candy dots or something and I want to eat those instead and and so my motivation was to be able to stay up with all of our kids up until their teens I figured all bets are off when they're teens I didn't know I was getting older they're getting stronger and so my goal was to be in better physical shape and as well as teach them how to eat and what to eat and so then I, I focused on that, and that was my motivation. It was to, to be a good example for the kids and, and uh, keep up with them. That's great. Yeah, and we, we want to be healthy to be around for our kids and for our grandkids. But it's hard. As you talked about, you can make the choice, and you've got your why, but willpower doesn't always work, that we have to create these healthy habits. They need to become a ritual each day, and then they're going to be much more effective. You want the habit to be as automatic as brushing your teeth that you don't even think about it. So let's talk about some of the nutrition habits that we have put in place to help us eat right and to power up our nutrition so that we have really great energy. So the first thing you need to do is read labels. Arm yourself with that information. You know, pay attention to what is in that you're buying. You know, if it, is it a whole food? Is it something that it's obvious? If it's broccoli, it's broccoli. You know, the only thing you have a choice of is it, is it organic or not? But if you're buying something in a can, a bag, a jar, 
you need to read that label and know what exactly is in that. That's so true. I remember when I was improving my diet and I really like yogurt a lot. And so I thought that's healthy, right? And, and that's what we think. But many, if not most yogurts, I found out are loaded with sugar. And most people tend to consider yogurt a healthy food and don't really pay particular attention to its sugar content. And most of them have like 16 grams per serving, which is a, which is a ton And according to the American Health Association, the maximum amount of sugars that you should eat in a day for a woman is about 25 grams or six teaspoons. For a man, it's about 37 grams or nine teaspoons. So for me in that, in that one small container of yogurt, I was having over half of what my sugar was for the day. No, and we were at the airport last week and I was hungry and I thought, oh, okay, I'll go grab a bar and a and a Gatorade is what I was looking at and realized that that one Gatorade that I had in my hand, because I looked at it, had all the sugar that I needed for the entire day. And that didn't include the bar I was going to grab. Wow. I just put it back. But yeah, no, it's you have to be aware because you think, oh, it's healthy. That's one of the things that I showed you the other day. Is I went around the grocery store and I took pictures of these logos. And it's healthy this, kind that, lovely this, honest that. And you read the label and it's garbage. One of them said healthy sugar or healthy uh, Swedish fish. How can a Swedish fish be healthy? Come on. <laughs> be realistic. Oh, that's that's a good point. Well, let's also talk about another reason for reading labels for calories. And I, I know that we don't have to count calories all of the time, but I think it is important for us to know how many calories we should have. So what does an average woman, average man need to eat in calories per day? No, that's a good point. I think we, um, just as a society, have focused too much on calories and too much on fat historically. And so just the basics, just be aware of what you are going to consume, what you should consume uh, is the most important. And so an average woman needs approximately 2,000 calories a day and a man needs 2,500 calories a day. So if you want to lose some weight, you need to eat less than that or burn more than that. And so that's really the basics, the nuts and bolts. We don't need to go too deep into that. Um, Something when I'm reading labels also, which may be more helpful to the calories is macros. Just be aware of, okay, is it fat, is it carbohydrate, or is it a protein? And how much of each is it? And you, know, you put those two things together, the macros and the calories, and you're going to get awfully close. And that's really what we need to do is just be aware. Another thing I think that's helped us too is less is more. So when we're Absolutely. looking at the ingredients, the less ingredients are better. If you can recognize the ingredients, all the better. If you can read them versus the words you don't understand, which are probably fillers. Well, red seven and high fructose corn syrup and my dots, there's only two ingredients. It's great. And I can pronounce them both. <laughs> oh, okay. So read labels, arm yourself with information is the, is the first strategy and the, that you can use to improve your nutritional health. So the second one, make a plan for healthy eating. So Graham, let's talk about uh, how have you helped our family make a plan so that we can eat healthier? Well, it was it was a struggle at first, changing diets in our family. We were used to um, traditional foods, so things that were not really that good for us, fried foods or things with lots of oils and fats and cheeses. And so that transition took a little bit of convincing of the kids. Um, 
But really what you do is you just need to, the, the best thing is to make that plan and going to the grocery store with a list of what you're going to make for the week, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and buy those items. And staying on the outside of that perimeter of the grocery store really helps. Um, once you get past the Chinese food and the, and the deli section, you can hit the vegetables, the fruits, and, and go on from there and avoid most of the middle of the grocery store. And so that's kind of the first thing that I've done. And then, um, you know, one of the things that has helped when, when we don't have that control, something that we did, you know, we all go to social events, we're going out to, with friends and two things you can do first is eat before you go, you know, eat, eat a healthy point. salad before you, you, you go out and then you're not as tempted because you're not, you're full. Uh, another tip or thing that, that we've done is volunteering to bring food if we're going to a friend's house or bring a cocktail, you know, you bring a salad, then you know, you have something to eat. You know, if our, you know, if we don't want gluten or sugar or dairy, which our family seems to have many of those allergies, um, we can bring something that everybody can eat. And that is a great uh, way of doing it as well as if we're bringing a cocktail, we can bring vodka sodas with some lime and just skip the vodka part if that's what we're doing if that is the week or the month of the challenge that we're doing another thing when you're eating and you're at a birthday party take that cake and then mush it around squish it around move it around the plate and put it back no one will know that you didn't eat any it's great so i think that uh, it's important to just have those be ready be armed for when those challenges come up and have a plan. That's the biggest part. No, I, I agree completely. And you know, analyzing the food you're currently eating and, and looking at those things that are not healthy, getting those out of the house and having a plan each week for those healthy meals. I know because we've had that plan uh, to have those healthy meals, we're less tempted because if you don't have that plan, you don't have a dinner planned, then it's easier to grab those things that are unhealthy. So, oh, I grab a bar constantly. Right. That uh, makes, makes a, a good point. So uh, make a plan for healthy eating, eating as a second strategy and get rid of those bad foods. You know, you should be having like the, the fried foods, the foods high in sugar that we talked about before and add in those healthy organic vegetables and meats. So we talked about two strategies. A, a third is uh, move more and increase your NEAT. So if you don't know what that is, uh, one of the most interesting things I learned in studying nutrition for my book, The Success Lie, was about how our bodies use what we eat, along with how we expend energy throughout the day. And non-exercise activity thermogenesis, or NEAT, try to say that three times, this is the energy expended for everything we do that is not sleeping, eating, or sports-like exercise. And it ranges from the energy expended walking to work, typing, performing yard work, fidgeting, According to a journal published by the American Heart Association, NEAT can vary by up to 2,000 calories per day between people of similar size in part because of the substantial variation in the amount of activity that they perform. Now, what I find so fascinating about this is that we have some ability to control this and we can increase our non-exercise activity throughout the day. So as we've been talking about, if we do want to burn more calories, if we are trying to lose, lose weight, that we can actually do this in some simple ways. And Graham, I, you know, I mentioned fidgeting. And often when I sit next to you, you're constantly tapping your foot or bouncing your leg and you're burning calories through your fidgeting. Well, I'm moving my chair right now and in circles. So, yeah. 
I, I think that it's important that we just stay moving. You know, you get that stand up desk, uh, go take the stairs, skip the elevator. It's that little exercise that is important that can help. We often look at, you know, 10,000 steps. Well, the 10,000 steps is kind of the bare minimum and we're sitting at desks and chairs and looking at this computer screen, watching TV on our iPads or tablets. and In a car, in meetings, yeah, on airplanes. Yeah, absolutely. So we need to uh, make sure that we're doing something to increase our movement. And walking to the meeting or having walking meetings, rather, is another way. Rather than just sitting in a meeting and in a conference room, if there's only one or two of you or three, go for a walk. Go up and down the you know, hall at the office. Go for a walk around the block. Have that meeting there. Great idea. Great idea. My best, uh, or the thing that I do the best, is get up very frequently for breaks. And I know that others don't do that very well. They sit there and grind it out. And I probably should grind it out a little bit more and get up a little bit less. But that's another way to do it. Now, that's a really good point. And that's something that I actually had to train myself. And I, I, I put a little timer on my, my Fitbit to remind me to get up because I can get really focused, which is something I teach about laser focus to get more done. But it is important that we get up and take a break. You know, our minds can only really concentrate on activity well for 45 to 60 minutes. And then it's really healthy for us to get up, stretch, move around. And, and that now we know that that is actually burning calories for us. So that's right. pretty, pretty amazing. No, that 45 to 60 seconds is hard for me to pay attention to. I get it. <laughs> no. Another thing that you do, which used <laughs> to drive us crazy, and especially the kids crazy, is parking far away, which oh, makes you have yeah. to walk more. So <laughs> tell us about that. Oh, the kids used to grouse about that. Well, if we're at the grocery store, for instance, park at the right when you enter. And don't park near the entrance of the grocery store. Walk a quarter mile, walk an eighth of a mile, half a mile, whatever it is to the, to the store you need to get to. Don't park right up front. Don't drive around in circles. Just think about it. You go to the gym, <laughs> especially when you're going to the gym. Oh, that's so true. You watch people. They're going to the gym. They're supposed to be working out. And they drive around and around and around looking for the spot up front. Try to get that close parking Just spot. park. You're going to the gym. You're going to work out. It's that okay. That is funny. That is too it's funny. It's ridiculous. But anyway, that's one that is another way just to get a little bit of extra movement. That's great. Well, let's review what we've covered today. Nutrition is the foundation to good health. And good, healthy food is paramount to our well-being, to feeling high energy and operating at our best. Grandma and I talked about three nutrition habits to power up your energy. The first one, reading labels, arm yourself with information. The second, make a plan for healthy eating. Make sure that you're thinking ahead and preparing those healthy meals, making the plan that so that you're well prepared when you run into trouble. And then third, move more by increasing your NEAT. Just by adding these simple ways throughout the day that you can move, you're actually burning calories. So thank you for taking the time to listen in today. We really want you to be able to power up your energy with great nutrition. Thanks, Graham, for joining us. You bet. It was fun. Our next podcast will be talking about the second component of having great health, exercise. And Graham's going to join me for that one, too. Stay tuned for that podcast, and we will have some great information on how you can up your game in taking really great care of your health. Because who wants to have good health when we can have great health? I've also included in this podcast a leader's guide to review today's lesson. You can download this for free at JanelleBrulin.com. 
Use this handout for your own personal reflection, or it's also great to use as an exercise with your team. If you have any questions, please email me at Janelle at Legacy-Leader.com. And if this podcast has been helpful to you, please subscribe to it, give it a five-star review, and share it with others. This is how we can continue to provide this free content for you. For more episodes of the Intentional Leadership Podcast, go to JanelleBruland.com forward slash podcast. Remember, when you grow as a leader, your team will grow and your company will grow. You can transform your leadership, crush your goals, and love your life.